Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Sounds like 100% of the time she's dead. That, yeah, that damn, that's fucked up. I mean, I would bring up the weather, but it seems, it seems, I would seem like a heartless killer to bring up the weather after you brought these facts to me. Yeah, don't you dare. <laughs> I'll fucking throw this candida horse right in your face. <laughs> Speaking of coworkers that have died, it is a beautiful day outside. <laughs> the weather is gorgeous. Oh my god, I cannot wait to get out of here. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. All right. Bloop, 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 bloop. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. Sorry, I had to take a big old sip of whiskey real quick. My name is Tim Carpenter, and I welcome you to this very special episode of Cynic Empowerment. I'm trying to imagine myself sitting in like a high back, you know, winged armchair. Oh, yeah. And uh, the camera slowly zooms in around the edge of the the armchair. In the in the uh, corner of the room, you can see a crackling fire. Of Wait, course, there's no other light. Emitting. What are you, Ron Burgundy? I, well, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> uh, Ron, Ron Burgundy would would probably be a character that would appreciate that. So why not? It's like in a like a like a smoking jacket. Yeah. Oh, a little smoking jacket. Are those made out of silk? What? Are, what is that? Certainly not a flammable material, right? I don't know what Something smoking jackets are traditionally made out of. The amount of like cigarette. Ash I feel like velvet. Velvet, right? Like a velvet. Kind of like a like a fuzzy texture. I imagine it's like a little bit fuzzy. Where they make a velvet out of like a, a calf's ass skin, right? That's what. Is that what it's made out of? And they leave the hair on it. Because really. Rich people like to feel the little. No, pants. don't tell me that's what velvet's made out of. <laughs> I don't think that velvet is made out of that. <laughs> what is what is fucking velvet made out of? I don't know. Don't don't look it up. It'll ruin the suspense for everyone. Just... It's it's made out of fucking little calf's butts. <laughs> I, I totally believed you for a second, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not that. I was like, oh, it is soft. It probably is evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything that's nice in this world or like considered to be a luxury item is usually evil. That's just how it works. Dude, that sounds like a myth that is perpetrated by the Japanese in particular. Veal, evil. Shark fin soup, Evil. And they're the best things that the world has to <laughs> <Yeah>. offer. <laughs> exactly. Bear bile, evil. The Big Mac, evil. It's true. Like, what could be more of a delicatessen than the Big Mac? <laughs> the Big Mac. Oh, man, there's the happy hour. Don't forget, when you got a little happy, go to happy hour. Ain't happy hour? Ain't fucking 50% off McCafe. Man, ha- happy hour. What the fuck? What does that sound like? It sounds like analogous to something else. Halfy. Well, a halfy is like a, it's like a chode, right? Like it's you're not fully erect. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what <laughs> it is? <laughs> it's like happy hour. You go go to like the local, I don't know, men's strip club. It's just like all these dudes like swinging like. Yeah. They're like, we're not quite there yet. It's not half boners around. Ladies aren't off work. 
what are you guys oh, doing here? <laughs> it's half the hour. <laughs> I don't know. I just figured I'd, you know, put some time at the local like, strip club. It, it, costs, it costs half as much to get in, and you get half as much out of it. I'm, a, I'm definitely a gambling man all about the deals. Man, speaking of which... If uh, I had the opportunity to steal the shit out of somebody's access to their McDonald's app, I would eat so much nasty-ass cancer-causing fast food. I mean, if it was free, right? I mean, you're just yeah. being responsible at that point. Yeah, it's like, I have been bestowed a gift from the gods. How in the world can I turn down such a ridiculous opportunity? It's like when you get a gift card, as we've talked about before, to a yeah. restaurant you don't like. It's like, you gotta fucking use that shit. You fucking go. Actually, I've so, got a story about that. I recently went to Longhorn, and uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a Longhorn Steakhouse, but everything... Unfortunately. It's all, like, ridiculous and, like cheesy blown out country mess i'm from texas so i find long every longhorn steakhouse offensive yeah it makes sense like 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 speaking of appropriation like the equivalent of like going into like a longhorn steakhouse as a texan is like the equivalent of seeing a white person in a kimono you know it's just like <laughs> what are you doing yeah why get the fuck out of there oh it's comfortable <laughs> oh yeah you just you just like to have just leather hanging on your walls and like Shitty fucking light fixtures made out of rawhide. Is that, exactly. That's just your thing. Yeah. That's how you do it. God. It's like it's like we're in New Hampshire. You don't have this shit around here. What are you doing? Yeah, it's like it's basically like a uh, an Applebee's that has like a country stamp on it. It seriously is. It's, it's fucking disgusting. Uh, like we went in, and uh, you know, granted, we we had a gift card. Obviously, that's why we went in the story. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we sat down, and we we're like, so yeah, in order to maintain our sanity while in this godforsaken place, considering we're bringing down the average age by like twenty years by being here, we right. are gonna get fucking drunk. And what's on the menu? First thing, big on the list, a moogarita. Right, because they can't what think the of fuck? any other better name or have some kind of imaginative new cocktail. It's got to be a margarita that has some kind of cow theme staple to it. Was there anything different than like a normal margarita, or was it literally just a margarita called a mugarita? It was. It was fucking. Uh, it was. What's the what's the term for it? It was it was uh, strong appropriation. It was strong. <laughs> wait, wait, it was strong. It was strong. It was it was not what I expected. Now, granted, wait, wait, was it just was it just like a margarita, but they poured milk into it? Like what the? No, fuck? it was as in like it had like it tasted like it had like three shots too many tequila in it, which is a bonus, right? That's not- I guess how much how much was it? Uh, I don't know. It was probably like. Standard fare for a margarita, somewhere between eight and ten bucks. I don't. I don't Interesting. I can't remember, but we had a gift card, so I don't. But three shots, you say? It was okay. It was super strong, and uh, I think that was. All right, I'm gonna need you to stop shaking around your whiskey glass while talking about margaritas. I know it's getting you in the mood. Lately, my you sound like fucking Santa Claus. It's like fucking like silver bells in the goddamn background, <laughs> jingle bells, <laughs> while you're talking about this shit. I'm inviting our listeners <laughs> to an adventure. 
an adventure by the fire with my <laughs> with my whiskey and I appreciate you taking the time to listen here by my crackling fire. Oh, dear listener, we'll take you on a wonderful a soiree, an adventure of sorts. We need to get on with our fucking story, Jimmy. Yeah, we're not. We're getting nowhere close to it. Yeah, we're talking about fucking McDonald's hamburger. This guy. The hamburglar is real. Yeah. Okay. And this for all you for all you people that had nightmares about the hamburglar in your youth, you it, you it was done rightfully so. Yeah. Because the hamburglar exists and it's a real person. Yeah, and it he only had to wait until McDonald's app was a thing. He just like hacked the app and bada bing bada boom, he can just get as much fillet of fish as he wants. Everybody knows that's what you want whenever you go to McDonald's. Yeah. Exactly. It's a top ticket item. I mean, you you get the fillet of fish all the time, right, Jimmy? Yeah, absolutely. Like whenever I'm craving, you know, uh, a healthy, uh, heart safe option, my first number one go to is the fillet fish with uh, extravagant amounts (laughs) of uh, mystery white sauce on it. (laughs) I like to play like a little game. Like I like pull the bun up. And uh, I see how far the cheese is off from the filet of fish fried patty. <laughs> it's like sometimes it's like right on, like, right on the side. Like they didn't even like put it on in between the the bun and the, the fucking like patty. It's just like on the side of the sandwich. It doesn't hey, make- when you're paying people minimum wage, what can you expect? <laughs> It's like, well, it's, it's how you make a sandwich. You layer it. You know, you put one layer upon another layer. And if you can't do that, <laughs> it just it breaks down all that I find sacred about making fucking sandwiches. Honestly, people are probably doing it on purpose. I don't even blame their labor staff for doing it that way. They probably are. They're like, like hey, some par, some subpar uh podcaster out there is going to make fun of us so let's fucking do this no i'm on their side that's the sound that it makes when they i'm on their side do you (laughs) did you ever hear the like the story of i think someone they got they ordered something that was made in china right yeah and like along with their order i don't know if they ordered it off amazon or ebay or whatever this was kind of a, a while ago but basically, along with their order, there was like a piece of paper that basically was like complaining about their working conditions and said, please help. I feel like whenever you go to McDonald's and you receive a filet of fish with the cheese not perfectly stacked, you know, or something that's like obviously wrong with the order, that's the, their message out to the world saying, please help me. <laughs> that's exactly it. You, you like look this at is the hell. counter and you see a guy that's working the deep fryer and his hand is getting like way too close to the fucking boiling oil. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's just like right. staring deeply into your eyes while his hands gets closer and closer. <laughs> It's like, I just want to feel something. Yeah, I just exactly. want to fucking feel. I don't care if it boils my skin right off. I'm going to fucking put my hand right in this fryer. Exactly. Just like maintaining eye contact as they like submerge it. God. 
What I find fascinating about this story, this guy is able to subsist off of this food. He's, we can only assume. Yeah, he's – okay, so – uh, it says in one case in April more than two well, 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 explain the story. People don't know what's going on. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So the Hambler, Hamburglar's Reel, that's basically it. This guy hacked a bunch of – or well, yeah, he's 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 uh, hacked several McDonald's app accounts in order yes. to be able to solicit free food. So in the 21st century, now instead of having to actually interact with a human being yeah. in order to getting your food, yep. they've made it – uh, easier and easier with first they had the standalone touchscreen machines where you could order your food and someone would come and deliver it out to you. And now you have the McDonald's app where you can just order your food through the app and then roll up to your McDonald's and it's like, here you go, here's your food. So the Hamburglar is taking advantage of this technology by hacking into other people's accounts that they have connected to their credit cards and or debit cards or in their bank accounts yep. and are able to, uh, you know, order as much fucking food as they want. And they do. They order fucking $2,000. In, in April, they ordered $2,000 worth of meals at different McDonald's in Toronto. And we we went the extra mile. Cynic and we Pound, ran the numbers. Doing y'all right. We fucking added it up. And we discovered that if you were to eat at McDonald's for a month, then you would be spending right around, you know, like, I don't know, 90, 100 bucks, something like that. It's, re- it's really not much, you know, per month. But $2,000? Eh. Living large. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're uh, definitely uh, – You're getting, you're getting uh, McFlurries. You're getting uh, hash brown sides. You're getting in apple pies. Yeah, you are eating there. Uh, if you are spending an average of you know eight dollars per meal, you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner at McDonald's. That two thousand dollars that'll feed uh, you know like two and a half folks. So basically, like a couple and their young child. Yeah. Which. I think somebody should probably take into account. They should be looking for a couple that has a young child <laughs> in order to discover who this hamburger actually is. I mean, like just basically how much they're spending. And they're being pretty conservative about it. Like, if you knew that you weren't right. going to be caught, like, why not just feed the town? Why not just solve world hunger with McDonald's apps? <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good point. It's because it was different people that were targeted – with this hacking, like who's to say that this $2,000 that was stolen was all from the same person. Like they don't like, there's no way of confirming that they don't necessarily know that it could theoretically be multiple hamburglers. Cause like $2,000 in one month, like that's way more money spent at spent at McDonald's than would be necessary to feed yourself for a fucking month. Well, you know? They did target one person. So either that well, one person is at least the way the article puts it, though that yeah. one person is a fantastic target and everybody's going for him. Or right. this person was just like, eh, you know, like I, I found my cash cow. I ain't going no further. You know, like I'm I'm just gonna go for it. And uh they did. And two thousand dollars worth of meals, you know 
pro bono. Pretty awesome. Pretty cool. Oh, $35 worth of chicken McNuggets one day. That's great. I have questioned doing that before. Like, if I just got, like, you know, just got my paycheck, roll over to the local McDonald's and just buy, like, my entire paycheck worth of chicken McNuggets. Maybe, like, rolling around in them, like, put them in a bathtub and just kind of, you know, like, kind of thing. <laughs> delicious. Oh, that'd be so gross. <laughs> oh, delicious. A bathtub gross. filled with chicken nuggets. Oh, oh just like be scratchy. Warm, warm, scratchy, yet uh, spongy and cushiony. And also edible. <laughs> edible. You know, like put some ketchup in that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that is delicious. I feel like that's like the kind of stuff I would have dreamed about doing if I had a million dollars when I was like 12. Yeah. Oh, man. Just oh. like filling like a swimming pool with chocolate pudding, like that kind of level of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet it's pretty gross. So the true sad part. Uh, a la cynic empowerment is the response that McDonald's Canada, because most of this is going on in Toronto. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was apparently a Canadian problem yeah. for some reason. So verbatim, the payment information on the app is not stored in our system. Our system holds a unique token with your payment provider, which allows purchases via the app. This token doesn't work both ways and we're unable to reverse charges. Only the payment provider can reverse a charge, says the McDonald's bot. So basically McDonald's is like, sorry, dog, we already got paid. We ain't giving any money back. Call your bank if you want your money back, bitches. Call your bank because uh, fuck you. We ain't doing shit. Yeah, yeah they're definitely not. <laughs> and uh, yeah, who cares? Like as long as they got that money. You know, yeah. you gotta work it out independently. Sorry, dog, it ain't our fault. Our app sucks ass. Ah, it's a conspiracy. I think that they're like giving out these this information to people. People are <laughs> like, like, hey, McDonald's, hey. they're not gonna get charged for it. <laughs> McDonald's just like going onto the dark web and selling these for like a hundred dollars a pop. It's like get as much free McDonald's as you want. We won't be held responsible. We don't care. <laughs> well, isn't that kind of a beautiful thing? And doesn't that just kind of like explode capitalism out of the water? Like this guy who is getting. Or, you know, this guy, this girl, this whoever is... Yeah, why why did you assume it was a guy? Yeah. Jesus, Tim. What is wrong with I you? A, I don't give a shit. Whoever's getting... It could be like a fucking 13-year-old. I don't care. Uh, whoever it is, uh, they're they're living within their means. Like, they're spending $2,000 a month. That's a lot of McDonald's. But if they're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner off of something that is effectively free, and free 99 is better than any other kind of 99, because you're not fucking paying for it, so... They're still not going off the deep end. Like they're they're still like maintaining. <laughs> they're still being responsible. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, pretty much. They're not like like I'm gonna fucking buy it all. Like I'm gonna I'm just gonna buy the whole chain of McDonald's. Like give me everything you got. Like they're not doing that. They're they're buying like I don't know a couple of meals a day. You know, like something like that. It's really not that crazy. Like they're 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 not going. Yeah, They're, but oh, like, whatever, whatever. Okay, whatever. so, so, like, the average American can't afford a $500 emergency. So the fact that this asshole had $2,000 available to be charged in the first place is kind of a miracle in the grand <laughs> scheme of things. And they, like, they how, still- how many people have that much money in their fucking account to steal? 
Like, I'm not saying I'm not sorry for the guy, right? But your average person, I mean, I don't know what it's like for Canadians, but I'd imagine it's something relatively similar. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't think... uh... I don't think that they find themselves in a vastly different situation than a lot of Americans right. do. Except for, you know, they don't have to worry about going into uh, uh, bankruptcy from their medical costs. So they got that going for them. <laughs> so maybe, and they also don't have to worry about going into bankruptcy for their education either. So maybe that's why this asshole had $2,000 to begin with. And boom! That's a silver line. Boom! All our cynic empowerment. You're welcome, Canada. <laughs> That's what you get. You see, this scheme would never work in America because we're all in debt and you could never get $2,000 out of us. Yeah, we're also fucking uptight because as soon as we start to experience some kind of myocardial infraction from the fact that we ate too much McDonald's, (laughs) that we would (laughs) flip the fuck out on anybody who was trying to take five dollars from us yeah we would we would recognize that immediately it would never escalate to the point of two thousand dollars yeah people have been It'd be like wait a second there's twenty dollars missing from my banking account excuse me yeah yeah oh oh wait 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 wait, wait. my you know my bank tells me that i'm missing uh, a, a slight chunk of change like i am gonna go on a murderous rampage until i <laughs> find this person yeah. I have a particular set of skills, and most of them involve eating McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, man. Yeah, but seriously, that, that silver lining is that you don't need to worry about who's going to come and pick you up once you ate $2,000 worth of McDonald's. It's going to be on the house. <laughs> Yay, Toronto! <laughs> Yay! It's a uniquely Canadian issue. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Oh man, I tell you what, if uh, if they weren't concerned so much about who was, you know, stealing their access to their account or whatnot, you know, maybe they'd be going off and and fixing the world. They just need to fucking work harder. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Stop. Do I? Why, why are people taking vacations? Why? Yeah. Like, what, what are you? Someone that needs rest? <laughs> needs what? What did you say? Rest. Rest. <laughs> do I have, poor, do I have bad pronunciation? No, because every time I go on vacation, shit blows up. <laughs> blows up in your face? Uh, at least, according to Elon Musk. Uh... So, yeah, fuck this dude. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Elon Musk. And uh, he says, uh, according to CNBC, that vacations kill you. Yeah. Taking it, vacations it, will kill you. Oh, it's my cool God. that he has the liberty to say shit like that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, as one of the dot-com millionaires, uh, yeah. it's pretty easy to just throw these these bombastic claims yeah. on. I don't think most people know why Elon Musk is in the position that he is as a wealthy human being. Do you want to lay out the facts for our listeners? Oh, well, eBay bought PayPal from him. Yeah. Right. So he was a founder of PayPal. Yeah. One of them. I mean, there was was many people. Uh, But uh, let's see. It says in uh, 1999, uh, his first company, which was Zip2, was sold to Compaq for $300 million. And then XCOM mm-hmm. eventually became PayPal in 2002, and eBay yes. purchased that for $1.5 billion. So right. he's had several 
uh, business ventures that have been successful. So that just he, blew up. He he knows he knows how how to um how to run a business and he knows how to start a business for a lot of money, huh? Does he or does he or has he just gotten really fucking lucky? I mean, he's got he's he's had some pretty good ideas, and I'm not saying that that like uh, that justifies the way in which he is treating something like vacation, which I think that like some people are just made for this kind of stuff. Like, I you know, more power to him if he knows how to develop all these fantastic companies. If they're helping us, that's great. Um, if well, they're if they're not, then fuck him. But I think that he's being um, uh, condescending when he says something like "vacations will kill you" because he's yeah. kind of autistic. Like this guy is like right, and we don't mean that in a derogatory way. Not at all. Like he's like we mean this in a literal way. Yeah, he's like a literal way. Like he is unusually focused. He's on the spectrum. Yep. Uh, and he is, uh, you know, I, I think he, I think he benefits from it. Uh, apparently, like he's a he's a multi billionaire. Like, why, <laughs> why would anyone say that his life is not going exactly how it ought to? Like, fuck him. <laughs> he's doing fine. Uh, well, and it's it's a, it's one thing too. Like when you're like someone that owns a business, yeah. like. Uh, any profits that are gained from you, you know, eating, sleeping, and like working at your place of work, like yeah. all that directly benefits you. But if you're salaried personnel working more than the amount of time that you're required to work, does absolutely nothing for you from a financial standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm salaried. I'm going to be paid X amount whether I work 40 hours a week or whether I work 100 hours a week. Like, giving every, like, drop of my soul to this thing isn't necessarily going to benefit me in the long run. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that that's why they, the people who would own the company would make that choice depending on... You know the amount of hours that you would be spending in your position, right? right? Exactly. And and Elon Musk, as the owner of these companies, has a choice in how much time he chooses to put in and not put into these ventures. Um, that's and, true. And I and I feel like it's different. Like if 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 you're on the top and you're deciding that you you want to work a hundred hours a week, as he suggests that he does yeah. in this article. And uh, spend all your time at this venture that you're that that you're going to directly benefit the most from. Yep. Like that's totally up to you. But that's a totally different situation for someone that's an employee of this guy. If they were to put in as much time, they're going to benefit a much lower percentile. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That that's the issue here. That that's what makes it sad because he is insinuating that. People shouldn't take vacations. People should be dedicated right. to their work uh, to the degree that that he is, or that even though they're not going to benefit as much. Uh, in in fact, in this article in particular, in which he's being interviewed, he claims to have had 100 hour work weeks. Uh, I I have personally my my personal record when it comes to a work week. Has been right around sixty, like mid sixties to upper sixties. 
And that was mm-hmm. terrible. Um, that was really rough. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's because I have a low constitution. I, I know that a lot of folks <laughs> that are listening to us have been like, oh, you know, like mid to, to, to you know, mid 60s. Like, fuck that. You know, I regularly work 80. And I, I, right. I, I, Isn't like mid 60s the average for Americans? Well, I think I think 50 is I think I think for Americans the average is somewhere between 50 and 60. Really? You think 60 is the average? Somewhere between 50 and 60, I'm almost 100% certain is the average for Americans. Well, the, because it it takes in all the people that are working full-time jobs at 40 hours a week, but then it also takes in salaried people that work more than that and it also takes in people that are working multiple jobs. Oh yeah, the, I'm, I'm sure the multiple jobs thing probably definitely racks it up. Um, I, I knew a couple of folks uh, that I was working with when I was working those, you know, those uh, longer hours, and uh, they were regularly pulling like eighty. And I, I didn't really understand at the time. Like I, I, I it, it, it kind of blows my mind to think that somebody could work one hundred hours in a week and still have a balanced life. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You really can't. So when when Elon Musk says taking vacations will kill you, what he actually means is doing anything other than focusing on your job entirely is going to kill you. And yeah. there might be some validity to that, but the way that I see it, he's – having a, an unrealistic expectation for those who don't have the zeal that he contains uh, in order to, I don't know, uh, complete their work-life goals. <laughs> right. Well, the, yeah. I mean, I think we've already basically established this, but like once again, like the more time he puts into this thing, the more he benefits from it. And he ultimately, as the owner of these companies, gets to take part in all the profit and decide what's done with the profit, right? That that, that is a, a, a pretty nice um, pretty nice little benefit that most company owners will uh, maintain. It it you're right. It's like why would someone that's only getting like the scraps or like a fraction of it that isn't necessarily going to benefit more from putting in more going to spend a hundred hours at something. It just doesn't make sense. Well, there's, there are these notions that someone who's going to put in uh, an extra amount of time will ultimately become more successful as a result of their work. And, or to be taken for granted. Or be taken for granted. And a lot of the time that ends up being the case, and that's really unfortunate. Um, a lot of people who are the 80 versus the 20, you know, the 80-20 rule, have you heard of that before? I've heard it, but I've heard it used in so many different ways. Like, just to go back in my own work life. So when I was working at Trader Joe's, which was a grocery store, we used the 80-20 rule. But the 80-20 rule was like, put 80% of the product on the shelf and keep 20% of it in the back. So I don't think it means the same thing in every context. (laughs) It's like... It was like they were trying to ham shoe like the eighty twenty rule into the grocery store world, and it just didn't make sense. Well, it, it works for so many different things. Uh, it's it's also called the Pareto principle, uh, or the principle of factor sparsity, and states for many events, roughly eighty percent of the effects come from twenty percent of the causes. 
so in this particular instance, I think it's just a random fraction that people like to use for every situation. <laughs> like I don't think it actually means anything. Uh, it just sounds good. Fantastic. Uh, well, uh, it could be applied to optimization efforts in uh, computing science. Yeah, that works. Sure. Yeah, and you it, say so. And it works in in uh, in sports. Yeah, it works in sports. Yeah, you gotta you you know use eighty percent of your team to get twenty percent of the work done or something. Well, twenty percent of the exercises and habits have eighty percent of the impact, and the trainee should not focus so much on very what the training. <laughs> like none of this holds any logical weight. It, it seems it, like it, it's just random fractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, really, it makes you sound educated because you're using percentiles, yeah. and anytime you start like throwing statistics at somebody, yeah. it makes it seem like it's a legit thing, but yeah. it means absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's, it's pretty much bullshit. <laughs> It's like 20% of the time it works every 80% of the time. Yeah, where is that eight, where where can I apply 80% of something to 20% of something else? It's 80 20 it's a pretty principle. You know, obviously I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a math that. wizard. Yeah, I, I don't I don't claim to know exactly what that's about, but uh fucking Elon Musk saying that vacations will kill you is certainly Something yeah, he can go fuck himself. Yeah, he's he can go fuck himself controller. for a lot of reasons, but the biggest reason why he can go fuck himself is because he controls a hundred percent of the time when he chooses to and not go on vacation. Right? Ultimately, he could go on vacation for eight months if he wanted to. It, it's up to his choice and his choosing. And just because he says that he prefers not to go on these vacations doesn't mean that he's better than people that. You know, choose to spend time with family yeah. or friends, or go and uh, experience go and experience things that they would not be able to experience otherwise if they did not go on vacation. Yeah, and that, that's really disappointing. He shouldn't apply the same standard that he has for himself to everyone else, especially the people that he works for that are indebted to him. You know, in, in indentured servitude, uh, uh, essentially. Um, yeah. Although, you know, we, we might know some people personally that we could ask and see what that's like. Nope. Can't say I do. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, uh, Not touching that. Vacations will kill you. What's the silver lining, man? Uh, the silver lining is that uh, Elon Musk is a CEO slash uh, corporate fuckhead. And uh, we don't have to take what he says seriously and apply it to our own lives because he's only feeding us bullshit doctrine that will only lead us to uh, sadness and despair. And uh, I hope more people will hop on the fuck Elon Musk train and realize that he's full of shit. That's my, that's my only hope. Like, I'm so tired of people that think that, like, Elon Musk is our only hope for a future like, he has some cool ideas, right? And he's better than a lot of other CEOs that aren't, like, innovating anything, right? Like, they're not adding anything to, like, the natural discourse. And so while Elon Musk is coming up with some cool ideas that I can respect and I can appreciate him for at least coming up with something, like, he shouldn't be our last hope. Like, we shouldn't put all of our eggs in the Elon Musk basket and think, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, global warming's happening and the world's dying, but we can live on Mars. Like, that's not an option, you know? Not mean, not mean, not mean, Ming. But flamethrowers? 
right? Like, that's, that's true. He does. He did make a flamethrower, and it was pretty tight. So he's got that going for him. What, did he ever market it? Like, oh yeah, you can buy it. What? I think as long as it's legal in your state, yeah, hell out, dude. Oh man, yeah. it is totally legal in my state. I know that for a fact. It's that's true. You're you're the fire fireworks state. Like, if you want to buy illegal fireworks, you go to Tennessee. Yeah. Like that's just a known fact. So no. if there was anywhere that flamethrowers were going to be legal, it would be Tennessee. Tenth most impoverished state in the fifty, motherfuckers. <laughs> we're probably behind you. I'm guessing. What you think so? Oh yeah, I I ninety five percent believe that Kentucky is more poor than Tennessee. I mostly believe that Kentucky is more poor than Tennessee because Nashville is one of the top ten most expensive cities to live in. So based on that, I'm assuming that you must have some kind of industry to sustain that. But I could be wrong. Maybe it just fucking sucks. It's expensive as fuck to live there, and it's poor as fuck. I don't know. Yay! What's the silver lining of this story, Jimmy? Wait, I thought we already did it. Did we? I thought we. I thought we literally just did it. What did you just say? <sighs> that we don't have to care about what Elon Musk says. That we don't have to care. Exactly. I care. We care. We have to hear about this. We have to hear about oh. this on a daily basis. That was a no, shitty we, silver lining. I don't no, remember I, hearing it. I hate you so much right now. Good. <laughs> like, I, I went on this big diatribe of why we don't have to care. And then you, as soon as I finished, you immediately said, why do we care? I'm sorry, Jimmy. Sometimes I just kind of just ignore all your words. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> now I'm just imagining what our listeners do, and I feel really bad about myself. I'm gonna go... <laughs> They're probably fucking whacking off, or I don't know. I'm going to... Let's see. Let me let me get in the mind of our listeners real quick. Hey, what are you doing right now? You you fucking you're on assembly line. You're uh oh you're sitting in a cubicle. You're sitting in a cubicle. Okay, sitting in a cubicle. What are you doing there? You're checking your Facebook, going back and forth between your Facebook and your email. Your email has some kind of work related thing in it so that kind of counts as work so you can go back and forth between that and then oh the fucking managers walking by okay okay, okay, go 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 back to the go back to the fucking word document thing i don't know what what do what do people in cubicles do jimmy i've never fuck you cool god damn it i hate you so much i don't even know what it's like (laughs) i'm trying to think how to explain it without getting fired Oh wait, are people listening right now? I have a very few coworkers that listen. By few, I mean one. Um, oh, they're not gonna be like lame enough to be like, oh. No, the one that listens is not lame, so they won't care. Uh, I mean, so basically, the life of a cubicle worker is you listen to podcasts all day. And just try to focus on that while performing remedial functions in uh, whatever you have to do. You know, some people have to use Word documents. Some people have to use Excel. Some people have to use Internet Explorer. Uh, It just all depends on what systems you're using to perform your work functions. So it's just a lot of listening entertainment while doing um, remedial tasks. Uh, electronically you know it's 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 very similar to the uh the factory standpoint that you have from working in production of beer 
Yeah. But, you know, instead of having like a physical task, uh, it's a electronic task that you do over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, my God. So it's really actually exactly the same. It's just physically less intensive. Okay. That sounds terrible. Thank you. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I mean, it, I, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. I, I, I thank you for telling me and all of our listeners that have not experienced the. I'm assuming most our listeners have. I'm assuming that if they have time to listen to a podcast, they they can relate. Well, yeah, I mean that it's totally relatable. Just like, like I, I would say, like 99 percent is relatable. Like, like yeah, the majority of the podcasting listenership is people that are in the cubicle setting. I would assume. I could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 no. I, I think you're probably correct. I think it's one reason why podcasts have been so successful. Like, I yeah. fucking love them in general. Uh, well, it's like, well, so think of it this way. People have eight hours a day where they have to work, right? And they want to do anything possible to make that work less, you know, drudgerous, drudgery, right? Uh the best way to, you know, but they only have like at most eight hours of free time. So they spend more time at work than they have free time. So, you know, they got to do something for those eight hours, right? So they might as well be listening to podcasts. And it's impossible to work that long. Like, I mean, like, I- I'm sure that there are some people out there that are uh, like Elon Musk claims to be. <laughs> right. And-, and-, and can just like work nonstop and good for them. Like, I, I think that's fantastic. Should they be able to impose that type of idealism upon everyone that they work around? Probably not. That seems a little bit unethical. Um, anyways, speak almost like, almost uh, speaking of forcing things on people. Oh boy. Should, uh, <laughs> should you set, strict adultery laws on people that don't follow your ideals of what i don't know should be acceptable in the bedroom yeah so yeah we're, we're gonna get to that sad part of our podcasts as we typically do welcome like to, welcome everyone we this like, is what you came here for yeah we like to sandwich it in between a couple of fun light-hearted stories uh because we feel that it makes it a little bit easier to discuss because it makes Jimmy and I sad that we hear about folks that are uh, setting strict uh, laws regarding people's private sexual lives and are disobeying said laws <laughs> and yep. ultimately being publicly flogged as a result of doing so. Which it's just like this this big fucking a demonic shit spiral of nasty. Like why? Why? I don't know. Why? It's, it's interesting because so we're we're talking about Indonesia, yeah. and the last time we talked about Indonesia, we were talking about hot lady cops because that was a trending thing <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> where they where they were, I can't even remember what the word was, but they had like a very specific word for basically a hot lady cop. And uh, now we're talking about Indonesia where – so here's the article. This is get everyone, everyone in the mood. Indonesian man who helped set strict adultery laws flogged for adultery. So this takes place in the 
I'm, I'm going to guess the best way to pronounce this. The Asa or Asa uh, region of Indonesia, which is the only region with, within Indonesia that uh, has Sharia law. So it's the most strict, most stringent uh, I was about to say Shakira. Sharia <laughs> Islam law place of this country. And so due to this, they have laws against things such as adultery, which uh, this member, this guy named Mukliz bin Mohammed, uh, helped put this law into practice. So he helped put this law into practice and then I don't know how long after the law became law, uh, he ultimately had to fall under the fate of it because he was in an extramarital relationship with someone. He had an affair um, with a woman while he was married. And due to this, he received the punishment that he helped put in the place of receiving 28 floggings. And the woman that he had sex with uh, in the extramarital relationship he had the, the affair with uh, received 23 canings. So I guess 23 beatings with a cane, which is very medieval and outlandish that we're still doing this in 2019. But at the same time is like kind of justified the fact that he made this law into being in the first place, I guess, question mark. Yeah, for everybody that's interested in this topic, we did a an episode much earlier uh, in regards to uh, capital punishment. And many countries indeed still practice uh, physical punishment on their citizens in order to, I guess – dissuade them from uh co committing uh social violations and when it comes to indonesia they they claim that uh extramarital affairs uh are punishable by by caning and flogging uh being uh homosexual would also constitute uh some type of physical punishment it's it's really quite ridiculous that anyone would be able to know that these people are involved to the, to the degree that they are in their person. Right? Who's narking on these people? Yeah. Who who is or or just like what the hell are you doing with the blinds open? Fucking close your windows! Like yeah. why are you having sex so just blatantly in the middle of the town square? Like fucking. To be more private, like I cannot, uh, you know, I cannot <laughs> conceal my love for all should see my my naked butt. <laughs> okay, so just for a little update, so the so, so this is only practice in the Asse region, which was mentioned earlier, and apparently this law came into being in 2005, and apparently this uh, Mukliz bin Muhammad guy who helped create the law back in 2005. He is the first Islamic religious leader to receive punishment under this law. Cool. Yeah, well, he's it's definitely not the only place that capital punishment is still legal. Um, I, I want to say that it's Saudi Arabia still. Uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's yep. the place we talked about with people getting fucking crucified and shit. Yeah, they, they still practice uh, beheadings. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Like, did you uh, – oh, God. This, we didn't talk about this on the podcast. They fucking – uh, uh, like 
execute people for sorcery and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. They still fucking do that. They, they just, still do that. They have a group of people that it, it's like sorcery police all over again. Yeah. Dude, but real God, yeah. It's happening right now. It's happening. It's fucking but 2019. Like, it's fucking November in 2019. It's happening right yeah. now. Right now. It, 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 and their uh, and their allies, the United States, does it make sense now? Yeah, and I know that a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are like, ah, oh, you know, I'm never probably going to have contact with people there, probably never going to travel there. It's like, I know I'm not going to ever travel there, you know, personally. Uh, Dude. Not with that Sorry, shit go going on. on. But it, it's like it's really hard for folks like us to, to be able to um, really understand what kind of insanity is going on for a general populace of a place like that. That's going through that medieval bullshit. So, so I can, so with our, so with SoundCloud, I can see like, uh, where our listeners are listening from. And we've had at least a dozen listens from Saudi Arabia. <gasps> and all I can say is that for, if you're from Saudi Arabia and you're listening, I hope you don't get fucking beheaded for listening to this because, uh, we're not exactly pro Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, um, best of luck to you. Oh, Listener. put a spell on you. <laughs> like, oh. uh, I'm sorry. I hope you're okay. Yeah. I hope you guys are okay, too. Uh, I'm going to cast a, a sigil of protection over you guys in uh, in Saudi Arabia. You think? Second this. Do you think that's in good taste? I think I could. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just got someone else beheaded. Like they were fine listening <laughs> to it, and now like the sorcery police are going to go find, hunt them down. Yeah, there's like a guy that's like looking in people's windows, and they're like, oh, they're listening to that cynic empowerment. Oh fuck! They just said something about sorcery. Oh my god! And then they just like fucking break in the window and like. <laughs> I want to laugh at the same time. Like it, it might be true. You know what I mean? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. Do we, we do a bad thing? Uh, let's not think about it. What's the silver lining for the story? Uh, the silver lining of Mukli's bin Muhammad. I mean, the silver lining is obvious that this guy is being punished for a law that he helped get put into place, right? Yeah. That, that's it's, karmic justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's karmic justice in its best form. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I have no faith that this is going to result in this law getting repealed, which it should, but at the same time you would you would hope it would be the case, but I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Yay, theocracies. Those are great. Those places. So logical. Um so so good. So purposeful. Something even even more logical. Fucking metrics. To determine whether or not your air is polluted. It's Excuse me? Metrics to determine whether or not your air is polluted. You want to tell me about the metrics? Lay the metrics on me. Lay them on real thick. All right. So we're going to talk about Delhi. We've brought up Delhi a couple of times lately. Exactly. I you know, sometimes you want a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> where, where were a lot of our pothole stories about? Where, Probably Delhi. I think they were Delhi. Do you remember our you remember our pothole stories? India's got some problems, okay? That's all I'm saying. Everybody got problems. Yeah. And India just has more of them. 
Yeah, and in the uh in Delhi we are talking about uh, a little bit of a positive, you know. It's a little bit of a a silver lining with environment. Uh, the air quality has improved. Everybody clap. Air quality's improved. Air quality improved. It has improved to very poor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we're, uh, we're, I am not, uh, obviously, I am not a oh chemist. Uh, I'm not someone who understands all of the metrics that they use in order to determine how polluted the air is. Before before the air quality was at a rate of worse than emergency, I think is the term, right? Is that what it was before? Yeah, it's pretty... I, that's what I'm gathering from the article. So it was at worse than emergency levels of air quality, and now it's improved the very poor air quality. Yeah, and, and we can see these nice little timelines. These things are really cool. Um, oh, let's see. So we're looking at PMs. Is that parts per million? Or is that... Uh, I don't know. So PMs. I don't know. I don't know. To give <laughs> us a, a general uh, a general idea of how this works. Uh, so we have a rating from 0 to 500. At 500, you basically... It's like a credit score. Yeah. You're, you're going to... You, you basically are dying at that point. Like that's that's the max... Like 500 is off the scale. Yeah. So like it's basically like uh, people on planet Earth have never seen above that amount. So whenever you get to that amount, people are going to start dying as a result yes. of having such a polluted environment. <laughs> yeah. As if they aren't already like, duh, that's part of cancer. Right. right? That's so, episode, so yeah. So, so the high cancer. levels that it was at was I think at 474, right? Is that what I'm getting? That 474 yep, yep, yep. was okay. And a 500 is max. <laughs> yeah, and it was at 474. Yeah, and, and uh, so now it has improved. Yeah, to its average of 397. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Which is the very poor range. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. That is the best that I've seen in my life. It's all perspective, I guess. Oh, man. Very and we have this really great image of Delhi. When you look at it, it's like, wow, what a foggy day. And then you realize it's not a foggy day. Yeah. It's just smog-covered. Oh, man. Yeah. It's pretty disgusting. Uh, it's unfortunate. You know, uh, I don't know what, what? I'm to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I so... Uh, obviously, we didn't have these metrics back in ye old industrial uh, England times, right? When we think about the Industrial Revolution and people living in tenant houses and the squalor and filth of textile mills and people trying to uh, industrialize, right? Um, but I would I would go out on the limb and say that uh, they probably had pretty awful. Uh, air and pollution standards then it's just that we're in 2019 and places like india and china are trying to industrialize and as a result they have these awful conditions and it's like it's like one of the awful side effects it's like you have to go through this growth period 
of industrializing and producing to improve your economy enough to where you can hopefully have a decent standard of living and not just awful, awful, awful living standards and air quality. Well, it's like a stepping stone. I mean, yeah, but this is probably part of a much larger problem. That being that, uh, you know, uh, industrialization in general and, and the way in which, uh, so many institutions are adamantly opposed to, uh, green efforts, uh, we're, we're probably going to experience this on a wider scale. This is probably just, uh, a premonition. You know, this is, this is what's to come. Uh, we're going to be experiencing these air qualities being at these higher and higher levels up until the point that humanity can't sustain them and people are going to experience the adverse reactions of global warming or you know pollutants which are one of the primary reasons why we experience global warming to begin with and i i don't claim to be an expert on that i'm obviously not you know based on the way that i, <laughs> <laughs> I regularly, uh, discuss things on this podcast um but it is pretty apparent that that Things are not going the way that we'd like them to, uh, despite right. the fact that we have improved the air quality. In the- yeah. Hey, the very poor. Hey, 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 hey. Don't don't shit on our achievements, man. Hey, man, it's just very poor now. Yeah, it's just very poor. Yeah. They're, they're three points away from worse than emergency levels, okay? They fought for that rating. They fought for very poor. I can't believe that those people in, in that photograph were just standing outside without some kind of gas mask on. Well, I mean, that's their normal, you know, if you don't know any better. Yeah. Like, you know. Man. Ugh. That's so fucking gross. It's unfortunate. <sighs> look it up. Look it up, y'all. Look it up. Look up these look at these pictures. Look up Yeah, feel free to look in the show notes. It'll yeah. they'll be there. They'll be there. Smog it, Deli. Yeah, it's it's fucking it's so fucking bad. It's unfortunate. Uh silver lining. Wait, before we get to the silver lining, I want to talk about the most polluted cities. <laughs> oh, okay. So we, we looked this up prior to, to starting the podcast. We, we had, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of interested as to what, you know, the most polluted places on the planet were. And, uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. A one, six, two, a one, two, three, four. Seven, uh, Read them off to us. Seven out of the top nine are in India. Read it. I want them. I want. I want. I want a top ten. Uh, all right. So number one is Gurugram, India. Number two is Ghaziabad, India. Number three is Faisalabad, Pakistan. And then we have Farabad, India, Bawadi, India, Noida, India, Patna, India, Hotan, China. And luck, India. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we have uh, Lahore, Pakistan, and Beijing, China. And Beijing, China. To to put that in perspective, Beijing, China, is at fifty point nine, and that is measured in the concentration of particulate matter with a diameter of two point five microns or less micrograms per cubic meter. Fifty point nine. The one above that is. Lahore, Pakistan, which is 114.9. Jesus. Okay. So 
that puts things into perspective. Yeah, it's like <laughs> over double, and that's that's and there's a whole bunch above that. Damn. Yeah. To okay, to put that in even more perspective, New York, New York City. What would you expect that would be? So well, we have, have all this uh, extra yeah, information Gura, now. Gura uh, Gram, uh, yeah, at 135.8. That's the top. Right. It's top. What do you think New York City is? And Beijing's at 90. I don't know. Is it 50.9? It's lower. It is lower. Do you, you know what it is relatively? <sighs> 25. Seven. Really? Seven. I'm impressed. London is 12. Interesting. Yeah. It really puts things into perspective. <laughs> no, I want to still be able to bitch, Tim. Don't give me reasons not to bitch. Uh, well, yeah, you can bitch about Gurgram India 135.8. Oh, I want to be able to bitch about my shit. It's fucking nasty, man. It's so fucking you're, nasty. You're nasty. Okay, 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 okay. Don't be a yuck yummer. I'm, I'm not, I ain't, I ain't be no yuck yama. I ain't gonna yuck your yams. Silver lining. Oh, silver lining of a smog-filled cloud. Hey, it's not worse than emergency levels anymore. Yeah, that's a silver lining in They're itself. in very poor territory. It's in the fucking story. It's right there. There you go. See, that was easy. That wasn't so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's improving. Yeah, we gave ourselves a little cheat on that one. Sorry, y'all. I mean, there's some things in the articles to suggest that it was like a really good breeze that was blowing the smog out of the town and that it's really not improving. But hey, it's improving, right? <laughs> yeah. And all right. Uh, take the measurement now. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, uh, while there has been a slight improvement on Monday due to, to the picking up of wind speeds, the average AQI is recorded at 407, which is still in the severe category. <laughs> so it's like it improved a very poor quality, but only because the wind picked up. Yeah, we're just trying to get off the map. We don't want to be Gurgram India. <laughs> just take us off the fucking map. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Do you want to introduce this last story, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm going to start this off by saying that, yes, this is a real story. And I'm not being a stereotypical fucking asshole, okay? Yeah. I'm just laying out the facts that were given to us based on this fucking story, okay? This It may seem like a giant stereotype wrapped inside of a stereotype blanket. Oh, man. And it is. Yeah. But it's not my fault. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Yep. So this comes to us from New Zealand Herald. Uh, so it's written in New Zealand English, so don't, don't get mad at the way I pronounce these words. <laughs> Title, Chinese mom almost dies from heart attack when son couldn't do maths problem. Maths. And I, yeah, exactly. I said maths because New Zealanders say maths. Mathematics. Not math. Maths. Mathematics is shortened to maths. Which makes so sense because no one pronounces it mathematics. There's more than one math. <laughs> There's more than one math. There's always more than one math. Much to my chagrin. <laughs> so in this beautiful story, there was uh, a, a mom, a mom, M-U-M, a mom in China who had a son who wasn't able to do maths. That's so fucking hard to say. Uh, and so, uh, 
primary age. What? Like he was he was a young old young 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 little child. Yeah, he was in primary school. Yeah. So before middle school. So like ten or younger. Yeah. And he couldn't do his maths and so he was asking his mom to help him with his maths and she was doing her best, her due diligence, to make sure he was good at his maths. Yeah. And he just wasn't getting it. It wasn't sinking in. His, uh, oh, what do they call that? Oh, dang it. The, the, the thing with the wood. Albacus. The, the, abacus. The, yeah. It's abacus. A, Thank it's you. Abacus. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't use his abacus, and, and it wasn't working, and he, and he couldn't understand. And according <laughs> to her... I explained it to him many times, but he still couldn't get it. I was so angry that I could explode. Suddenly, my heart was palpitating, and I couldn't breathe properly. <laughs> which brings us to the sad part of the story. Oh, this yeah. Mom. Myocardial infraction. Mom, <laughs> mom had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> she gave, the son gave his mom, his mom a heart attack. From not being able to do maths. That's so great. <laughs> like the um, most stereotypical yeah. thing ever of like a Chinese tiger mom getting mad at her son for not being able to do math right. I'm surprised that uh, I I didn't give my own mo- mother a heart attack when I was trying to learn. Well, she wasn't a Chinese tiger mom, so she, wasn't she was fine. <laughs> she expected you to suck at maths. Yeah. She's just like she's prepared for it. Like I, I know yeah. that my child is not going to be good at this because human beings are not naturally good at maths. Not maths. That's just how it is. Oh man, I, I'm I'm kind of partial to her side though. Like, what if this kid was just like he, he would he would get it up to the point that. Uh, that, that like she would think that he was about to get it he would just like lose it you know alright so we're gonna explain like a basic math problem alright alright little kid and he's like yeah yeah I'm totally ready and they're like alright so if you do 2 plus 2 it equals what and they're like it equals 4 and then if you equal and then you say like maybe like 2 plus 3 equals it equals five. It's like okay. How about like two plus four? And then they're like mm, nine. And it's like no. What the fuck? What? No, 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 no. Like you, you did the other. Let's start slide. over again. You're like, what the fuck just happened? And you're like, I don't know. Like something in my brain is not connected the right way. So I don't know how to do that math problem anymore. <laughs> to me, everything is just like a SpongeBob analogy. So it's just like Man Ray all over again with Patrick. It's like, yeah, is this? I saw you. I saw you drop this wallet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is your wallet. <laughs> yep, sounds good to me. The take the wallet. It's not my wallet. It's, not mine. <laughs> it's like that's what this imagine. That's just what I imagine this China Chinese mom going through while trying to explain maths to this child, just like over and over again until she has a heart attack. And you know she's going to hold this over his head for his entire life. Like this this, this China mom is 36 years old. Like every, every year it's just going to be like, you know I almost died, right? Like you almost killed me. 
Yeah. Like, just imagine how much anxiety you would go through. Like, I would never want to ask my mom a question for help for anything ever again if I gave her a fucking heart attack at 36. Like, that's way too fucking young to be experiencing heart attacks, especially over something so minor as, like, a fu- needing help on a math problem. Like, Jesus. Like, if I ever had anything, like, real or serious to talk to my mom about, like, I'd keep that shit to my fucking self. Like, hell no, I'm not going to bring that up. Absolutely not. Miss my mother having another heart attack? <laughs> exactly. Like, Jesus, I just got diagnosed with uh, child cancer. I'm not going to tell my mom. She's going to have another heart attack and oh, fucking die. Oh, and then I'm going to have child cancer, and my mom's going to be dead from a heart attack. <laughs> no one wants that. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I have an unhealthy amount of anxiety in my life, and, like, I have minimal problems. Like, imagine this fucking kid. Uh, probably a little bit more than normal. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, not, not because of any stereotypes. Please, internet, don't fucking flame me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't deserve to die. Hey, we didn't bring the stereotypes. This story brought the stereotypes. It's just how it is. It's a very short story. It's very simple. It's very stereotypical. Yeah. It's exactly what you'd expect. Do you have a circle line <laughs> for it? I mean... Um. Hey, she cares. That's a mother who cares. That's a she cares too line. much. She could not care more. <laughs> she she cares so Seriously. much that she was willing to fucking give her Have life. Experience heart failure. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Like I that. mean, God, man. So. Gosh, I'm just like wondering from here on out, like, is this kid just going to miraculously get really good at math because he's afraid that if he sucks at math, his mom's going to die from heart failure? Or is he going to get really shitty at math and just like hide the fact that he sucks at math for the rest of his life? Like, I really want to know how this spins out. Uh, she probably dies. <laughs> she probably dies. <laughs> he never gets better. She's older, okay? Like, that's just how it is. She's 36. She's not that old. It's her time to go. And and uh, whenever you have those times. Is that the silver lining? Uh, Yeah, that she doesn't what have to fuck? deal with the pain of myocardial infections anymore. <laughs> that's just a fancy way of saying heart attack. Based on, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> well, based on the fact that she doesn't have to, uh, she doesn't have to experience the pain of disappointment any longer. That's fucked up. It's pretty beautiful. I mean, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, Jimmy. You're totally right. It's totally fucked up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was the worst silver lining I think we've ever done. <laughs> Deal with it. Fucking getting this podcast for free, y'all. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're welcome. Come with your own goddamn silver lining. <sighs> yeah, it, it's like Dora the Explorer. Ex- Just, you know. Yeah. You, you got to listen along and, you know, come up with your own. That's right. Come up with your own. Pull it out of your goddamn backpack. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of which, if uh, if you are looking for some answers, if you want to give us your opinion, you know, there are a couple of places you can find us. Jimmy, is it is it time for us to let our listeners know where they can find us 
Yes, I believe we've gotten to that part of the show. Uh, if you all are interested in uh, letting us know the last time you took a vacation, you can do so by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. You can also tweet at us on the Twitter at cynic empower me one or you can like us on facebook at cynic empowerment and send us a message to there we would love to hear from you it would mean a lot to us and uh thank you so much everyone that's uh you know listening and listened up to this point yeah it, thanks y'all you know, it, it sincerely means a lot to us yeah that's pretty great you guys are pretty cool and uh, if you're not really feeling it, you know, maybe you need to put in a few more hours at work. Why take a vacation, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, keep on working so you can keep listening. Exactly. If you're sad, it's your fault. And uh, you just need to grind away every second of your free time to where you don't have free time to think about how sad you are. And if you don't want to spend all your time thinking about how sad you are, you can busily try to find a way into someone's McDonald's account so that you can get free food. Because that's really all anybody wants. Give me all the filet of fish Free food is better than free time? Yeah. Question mark? Maybe. I um yeah, free food is definitely because I would spend all my time eating all the food if I had all the food to eat it with. It's true. Why not? And uh, and according to statistics, wherever you're living, the air quality is probably better than 95% of India. So uh, you know, life could be worse. And if you're listening from India, uh, we mean no offense. Uh, yeah, we appreciate you listening too. I hope that you can get in touch with us about how we can positively affect your air quality. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't have any jokes about that. It's just sad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sad. Now I, now I just kind of feel bad. Oh, God damn it. We're I feel like I'm to, punching down. We're supposed to do like this, the jokes at the end. That's and, just, yeah. This oh. kind of cycled out of control. God damn it. And then my cat's gone. My cat was sitting beside me. Now it's fucking gone, Jimmy. It doesn't even want to be next to you. It doesn't want to be next to me. I fucking played with it too much. And it was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Leave me alone. Too much attention. God damn it. Speaking of god damn it, Sarah sent me like this funny story on uh twitter right yeah um so apparently there was a story or there was this mongolian dude right uh sarah i hope you're listening you're like our most listening listener ever uh so there's this mongolian dude named bao Shun, right yeah and he was this herds person in mongolia because that's still how a lot of people in mongolia make a living as being herds people in the fetid plains of mongolia that's pretty awesome um and so 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 keep that in the back of your mind so there's bao zishan who's this herds person he's just like he's like the tallest man in india possibly the world really tall really skinny well there was these two dolphins right that were dying from plastic shards in their stomach uh, and apparently there's not really a good way to get like this shit out of their stomach to prevent them from dying. But the traditional way of doing it is to reach your arm down the throat of said dolphins and the pull out like the plastic shards. Well, 
Unfortunately, all the people they had on hand to save these dolphins, their arms weren't long enough to reach inside the dolphins to pull out the plastic shards. <laughs> but apparently, for some reason, the people that were saving these dolphins just happened to have knowledge of this Bao Zishun guy. So what they did is they took a helicopter, they flew out to the middle of fucking nowhere in Mongolia, landed the helicopter, some dudes ran out, were like, super tall Mongolian dude, Bao Zishun, we know it's you because you're tall and skinny as fuck. Can you please hop into this helicopter right now, sir, and help us save these dolphins? And he kind of shrugged and was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. And so, like... <laughs> Unbeknownst to their, these people going to ask him for help, he just hops in this helicopter. They fly back to the dolphins that need help. He goes and he reaches inside and pulls out the shit from their stomachs, saves their lives, and then they just put him back in the helicopter, fly him back to Mongolia, and drop him off back with his fucking herd. And that was just like a day in his life. That's a beautiful story. They should make a Disney movie about that guy. Seriously, like they could, it, like it could be a, a dual feature of this guy, and then the old ass Taiwan man that had to like paint his entire village to save it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like really specific and like beautiful stories. Ah, oh, lovely. Yeah, those guys are are my heroes. Seriously, they do great work. They really do.